Praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius Adewumi. I'm going through the Gospel of John in the teaching series that we have been doing. And I'm right now going to Gospel of John chapter 18. And remember, Apostle John lived longer than most of the apostles. So he, has, he must have read what Matthew, Mark and Luke wrote. And then saw that there were so many missing points that you would like to pull down. And that's why when you look at the Gospel of Apostle John, you see so many some events that took place that were not reported by Matthew, Mark, or Luke. Like the raising up of Lazarus in John chapter 11. You see that only in the Gospel of John. And also in the other similar stories, like uh, all that was discussion at the last supper where you just can watch their feet you only see that in gospel of john so he was there mark was not there luke was not there matthew could have been there if we believe matthew that wrote the book of matthew was because was the apostle but we are not, from some of the other things we are not sure whether he was the apostle but if he was the apostle he didn't mention the fact that there was washing of feet because some people may not take something very important but apostle john put some of those events down because he, he they have meaning so he actually put them down for us so now we are going to gospel of john chapter 18 and from chapter 18 to the end is now the crucifixion and the resurrection so it will be more story than just teaching because when you see chapter 14 15 17 14 15 16 17 they were all this teachings and the words Jesus Christ was telling them at the Last Supper that was really very uh, very important for us and we have gone through that. The same with all the other things when there were confrontation between the Lord Jesus Christ and the Jews in the temple. Those are also important that Apostle John put down for us that we make us to see the progression that led to the crucifixion. Now let's go to Gospel of John chapter 18. We say progression because God has ordained that so shall most it be. Otherwise, if there was no crucifixion, we would not be saved. The world would not have been saved. Christ has said, not my will, but thy will be done. So he submitted to that will of the Father. And we, that's where we're going to see now in chapter 18, where the event transpired. We start from verse 1. And like I said, I always just read and then stop at some Bible verses to give my comment or point to some other Bible verses in the scripture that we... Uh, uh, Enlighten us. Now let's go from verse 1 of Gospel of John chapter 18. Take your Bible and read along and then listen. When Jesus had spoken this word, that is the words of prayer that he prayed in chapter 17, because he prayed a long prayer in chapter 17, and then they are about to leave. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went forth with his disciples over the brook Cedron or Cedron, where was a garden into the which he entered and his disciples. Remember, before this time, before the Lord Jesus Christ said the prayer, he has already 
allow the Judas Iscariot to leave. When he said, whatever you want to do, do it right now. Judas Iscariot, led by the devil, left. So now all the thing was teaching them in chapter 14, 15, and 17, up to the war, up, after the washing of feet of God. Because look at Judas Iscariot was still there at the washing of feet. It was after that, according to the Gospel of John, it was after that that he was giving the soap to Judas Iscariot and said, I will tell you who, who is it I'm talking about that will betray me. He gave the soap to Judas Iscariot and, and told him, whatever you want to do it now. And Judas Iscariot left as if, as if that was a command. And the devil took over Judas Iscariot to go and betray the Lord Jesus Christ to get the money he was wanting to get. Now, let's go to chapter 18 as we are reading. He said, now they are going to this garden over the brook Cadron, verse 2. And Judas Iscariot now, Judas also, which betrayed him, knew the place. But Jesus oftentimes resorted thither with his disciples. So it was a, a common garden that anytime they were in that neighborhood in town, and Lord wanted to pray. You have to remember Jerusalem was a tight city. Well, it's a tight, means so many houses closed together. That's what most cities has. There was no open gardening and open places to pray. And if the Lord wants to pray, after he has gone into the city, you have to go out of the city way to go to a mountain that's not too comfortable. So that garden seems to be a comfortable place. That's why the Lord said, uh, that's why Apostle John said, they always resort there because they like the only open place. I remember when I went to London many years ago, I don't know, since Clashing, and I was in the hotel in central London. What I noticed was that all the big high rises were all there, and I always tried to pray. But of course, in my own case, I just opened the window of the hotel where I was and tried to pray from my room, if I'm alone in the room. But if logically I wanted to go outside, but I noticed that inside those tightly knitted houses will be some gardens, small, small gardens that some rich people made for themselves. And I saw them when I walk around in that central London. So there, this garden here was something like that, perhaps that was a little bit space where people would go there and see the flowers. So, the Lord Jesus said they always resort to that garden each time they were in town. So that the Lord can have an open space. Now verse 3, he said Judas also know the place. But they often go there. Verse 3, Judas then, having received a band of men and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, cometh thither with lanterns and torches and weapons. Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that should come upon him, went forth and said unto them, Whom seek ye? Now, before I go beyond this, remember, Apostle John did not really mention many things about the fact that they were praying. Jesus Christ told them to pray that they did not fall into temptation, which you will see in the book of when they went to that garden, which you will see Matthew or Luke reported that when they went to the garden, the Lord told them, Sit over here, and he went with them. Um, Peter, James, and John said, oh, you guys stay over here, I'm going to pray over there. And then that was the, this episode in the Garden of Gethsemane. Maybe I should read that, let's read, let's read that part because I'm not, I'm, I don't think I plan to go through Luke or Matthew. So that you see in Matthew, let's look at it, how Luke reported it regarding episode. So the garden episode was reported by Luke in Luke chapter 22. Let's see how Luke reported it. Because Apostle John didn't report much other than that he 
John uh, Judas just came with the with the soldiers, and that was where Apostle John started. Yeah, of course, he has read what Luke and Matthew read, as we said, mostly has read them. But now Luke put some more detail in his own rendering, where he said, when they were leaving, according, according to Luke, he, from uh, Luke, Luke chapter twenty, you can read the whole of Luke chapter twenty-two. But when you get to verse thirty-eight, Luke said. The Lord was telling them that they need to go get, uh, they going to go and sell their garment and buy a sword. And they took that to be literally. And he said, No, Lord, behold, here are two swords. And he said, It is enough. So Luke put that one there, and those were not put in there by John. He didn't think it's that important. But you see, that sword that he saw, maybe this is a decorative sword. You know, most of those rich men, they have some decorative sword on the wall. So those were what the apostles were pointing to and say, Oh, yeah, two swords, and he said it is enough. That's more like they are not getting what I'm seeing. So he, he was thinking of something as they are talking about physical sword. But see, as they were leaving, that was why the apostles sneak that sword out of the house and put it with them because they knew that something is. They, they were already afraid. They knew that they were being. Uh, they are going to be. They are. They were looking for Jesus. They already knew they were looking for Jesus. That they were going to. They are trying to arrest Jesus. So they, when they heard the Lord saying, "You better buy a sword," they thought. Physically, we must have to defend ourselves. Now, verse 39, Luke chapter 22, is what I'm trying to read to see that the Lord told them to pray. See? And he came out and went as he was wont on the Mount of Olives, and his disciples also followed him. Verse 40 of Luke chapter 22 says, And when he was at the place, as the guardian of said, Get money, he said unto them, Pray that ye enter not into temptation. That's what I'm trying to read to. Because Apostle John didn't write all of those prayer that uh, he came back and found out they were sleeping and so on, which Apostle, which Luke reported in detail, because they were all hearing what the apostles were reporting after it has all happened and done gone. They were only just hearing what was the, the story behind all these things. So Luke was not there, but he was reporting what he had. He said, The Lord told them, Pray that ye enter not into temptation. And verse 40 was there, and he was withdrawn from them about his stones cast and kneeled down and prayed. Saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove the cup, this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And he asked, for the city said, and there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling to the ground. And then his Bible said, and when he rose up from prayer and was come to his disciples, he found them sleeping for sorrow. And said unto them, Why sleep ye? Rise and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. So that was how far Luke wrote, and then he said, While he just speak, Judas is carrying with these people. Now, if you go to, to the report in Mark and in Matthew, you put all them together, you see that there were several times the Lord came back and found them sleeping. And like Matthew said, Mark said, and said, Well, sleep on right now. But this Luke didn't, I mean, John didn't write anything about. The Lord coming back and praying and asking, seeing them that were sleeping. But he just went straight to Judas Iscariot came and back to John, Gospel of John, chapter 18 now, verse 4. He said, Judas, first thing he said, Judas, having received a band of men and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, cometh thither with lanterns and torches and weapons. Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that should come upon him, went forth and said unto them, whom seek ye? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. 
Jesus said unto them, I am he. Now, you see that the Lord, uh, the Apostle John was the, was the detailing some things that many others people didn't even notice. Because it was Apostle John that reported that when Jesus Christ told them, I am he, they fell back. The people fell, fell down. Almost like they were slain in the spirit, something like that. Something, you know, maybe an angel move, push them back and they all fall to the ground. That's what Apostle John reported. But all the others didn't even report that. You see. <laughs> That's why sometimes people will see, you'll be in a crowd, you'll be watching this and some people are watching that. Some people are watching that. It depends on which, what catch, catches your attention. Sometimes the attention is caught by some other things which others didn't see. Verse 5 said, They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus said unto them, I am he. And Judas also, which betrayed him, stood with them. As soon then as he had said unto them, I am he, they went backward and fell to the ground. What do you think that was? Almost like an angel pushed them back. That's where, if I don't allow this, you will never be able to touch this man. You see? But see, that was more like a. a, a a taste of what God can do if he wants to do it, but he doesn't want to do it because Jesus Christ says in another place that I can call for angels right now to, to, to deliver me if they want to. My father will send me legions of angels if I need to. They say, how will this be fulfilled? So that's why I'm trying to compare what Matthew, Mark, Luke wrote and what Apostle John wrote here. Apostle John said they fell down when he said, I am here. Something strong, something tripled them. They all fell down. That's what he said here. They went backward and fell to the ground. Verse 7. Then asked you them again, Whom seek ye? And he said, Jesus of Nazareth. <laughs> Jesus said, I have told you that I am he. If therefore ye seek me, let these go their way. In short, he's saying, If you are looking for me, here am I. But let my disciples go. So that's really what the Lord was saying. Let these go their way. Verse 9 said, That the saying might be fulfilled which he spake. Of them which thou givest me, have I lost none. So the Lord was more particular that he wanted to make sure that when they come to arrest him, they didn't touch these disciples. Because he was going to need them to continue the work. So he said, well, you let these people go, here am I. That's what he was saying. Let these people go, here am I. And you have to notice that verse 10 is very important. Look at it. Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and smote the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. And the servant's name was Marcus. Even the, they know the name of the servant, the servant's name. That's John, the, this John, Apostle John, knew most of these people. So these are not strangers. In fact, when you get further, they say Apostle John followed them according to who he says the servant is the, is, the, is the disciple that the Lord lost. So he was, we believe he was talking about himself. And he knew that this man, this disciple, so he was very conversant with the priest and the high priest and the family. So he even knew that the servant is called Marcus. So he put his name down there. Verse 11 said, Then said Jesus unto Peter, Put up thy sword into the sheet. The cup which my father has given me, shall I not drink it? Now let me stop there and compare with what Luke wrote or what the other apostles wrote about this episode. Because Apostle John just said, Peter draw the sword and smote the, the servant. But in the other uh, disciple, the Bible said, one of them said, Master, shall we strike? Uh, one of the, so they, because they have two swords, no? so they took the two swords they saw in that house where they did their last supper. So one was held by Simon Peter, 
The other one was held by the other, another disciple. So when they saw that the soldiers and the chief priests have come to arrest um, the master, the Lord Jesus, one of them says, was asking for permission to strike, which is perhaps the best way. But Simon Peter was not going to ask wait for permission. <laughs> well, Simon Peter was not going to wait for permission to strike. He just took his own sword and struck somebody. That's funny. Because we have to get our cue, our command from the master, the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't run ahead of him. Not that you want to lag behind. So the servant, the servant that said, Master, shall we strike? Seems to get it better. Because he didn't get the order to strike, even in the military. You don't just think, oh, there is the enemy, let me go to you know, attack them. See, they have to get command. The captain said, Time to go after them. When we then they all go after them. But you can't just go on what you call it uh, by your own way. So that Apostle Peter was the one that just took his own sword and started striking. And Jesus Christ had to stop him and say, Put up thy sword into thy sheet, the cup which my father has given me shall I not drink it. That was Apostle, that's all Apostle John wrote in chapter 18. Now let's see what was recorded, how the thing transpired. That Matthew wrote, because he, I think it was Matthew or Luke that said, that said, he, the Lord said, if, if you, don't you think I can call for angels to come and take care of this business? Yeah, let's see how Matthew chapter 26 wrote. Matthew chapter 26, he went further and told about why, how in verse 36, the Lord came to that garden called Gethsemane. And said unto his disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray on the and he took with him Peter and two sons of Zebedee, the inner circle, Peter, James, and John, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then said he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful even unto death. Tarry ye here and wash with me. So he left the first nine at a spot in the garden, and he himself and Peter, James, and John went a little bit further and then told them to stay right here, almost like you the first round, the second bash. Of the circle, and then he went further and say about a stone throw, so it might be a garden that's a little bit wide. So he went and, and, and fell down and started praying. And then in that's it's about Matthew that reported that he said, Oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as that way. So all of those who are not reported in the Gospel of John, he just reported something that is. That catches attention that these when the soldiers came, they fell down. Now here is uh, when the when the when the Judas family came in Matthew chapter twenty chapter twenty six verse forty seven that Judas came with the with uh, with the soldiers. Verse forty eight said, Now he that betrayed him gave him them a sign, whomsoever I shall kiss, that same is he holding fast. You see, Apostle John didn't even mention that part. Apostle said, and forth he came unto Jesus and said, Hey, Master, and kiss him. And he said, Jesus Christ said, Friend, where, wherefore art thou come? See, they are more or less paraphrasing what they said. They said, they said, he said, Friend, wherefore art thou come? Then came they and laid hands on Jesus. That's how, that's how Matthew reported it. And then he said, And behold, one of them which were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck a servant of the high priest and smote off his ear. So that was what Matthew reported. He just said one of them, he didn't mention the name, but we, John said it was Peter. Apostle John said it was Peter. Also. 
And the response of our Lord Jesus Christ was also reported according to Matthew 26, that Jesus Christ said unto him, that one of them that struck, Put up again thy sword into his place, for all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my father, and he shall presently, presently give me more than twelve legions of angels? But how then shall the scripture be fulfilled? That thus it must be. And then he said again to them that are you come, he told the multitude, are you come out as against a thief with swords and steeds for to take me? I sat daily with you teaching in the temple, and ye laid no hand on me. But all this was done that the scriptures of the prophet might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. Okay. So they were going. So that's what Apostle Matthew wrote in his own rendering of this episode in the Garden of Gethsemane. And you can see the similar thing, the similar to what that he wrote. John also wrote similar thing. Maybe he put a little bit more detail or less detail. But as you can see that in all of those things, they were all talking about similar things. But only pointing out those ones to make you see that the Lord Jesus says more than just umsiki. They didn't say that that was how it mentioned, but Apostle John, remember, he said umsiki, and they all fell down. The people that were coming to arrest him said, Jesus of Nazareth, and said, I am he. They fell down backward, which is common, which is very noticeable. It's noted. Why? Because Angel of God can just wave his hand like this, and all of those soldiers will fall down. You see, angel, invisible angel, can just push all of them back like that, and they all fell down. That's really what happened in that vision. That's what we believe. What happened? The Lord just let it go, almost like he told the soldier, the, the uh, almost like as he told Peter, stop it. Don't don't start the violence. Here. And that was one of the reasons why the Lord stopped Peter, because you know, it's in the world right now. If somebody is resisting arrest, or some of his family members are attacking the police, you know what happened? After they have, if they take the man that is being arrested away, the people that were fighting the police on his behalf also will come and be arrested. You know that in the world. But the Lord didn't want that to happen. He wanted to follow them, not that they should still be pursuing Peter for cutting somebody's ear, which would have been more more trouble because now the disciples will be, will be not able to continue the work. But the Lord knew in three days he'll be back, no sir. So, but he didn't want this to escalate to the apostles being arrested and because we are talking of soldiers and we are talking of police, we are talking of a law and just the way it has been all along that if, if somebody is, I remember seeing the news in America here where somebody was being, uh, was being arrested and his family members or his wife or his his uh, daddy or his are uh, trying to resist the police. They will be arresting those family members also for resisting the police. Or they kick the police or they beat the officer. They will be arresting them also, just like they are still looking for this guy. They will be arresting them also. That's another trouble. You see. That's why they don't want to stop that. They wanted to stop that. They didn't want to say that, let this go. Let these people go. In fact, that's why he healed that man that his ear was cut off. So there was no, they say, what year is this man? He said, I was cut off, they will have pursued whoever caught his ear up. No, so they know it was not Jesus. They will have pursued whoever caught his ear up and say, Let's go arrest that guy and look for him. And so, you see, he, the Lord healed that man's ear so that he looked at it, nothing happened about that ear. And the Lord just followed them. And the, the disciples fled, of course. So there was no more pursuit of the Peter that caught somebody's ear because the Lord has already taken care of that ear. So that is very essential for us to know that that was why the Lord did it that way. He did not want this to escalate. He needed these disciples to be together 
God, in three days, it's coming back. We send them on their errand. You see. So there's no need for any escalation to be pursuing the. So that's why I say, let this go. If therefore you seek me, let this go their way. That's the verse 8 of Gospel of John chapter 18. So we thank you, Lord Jesus, for, for, for that uh, control. It took control of everything. Verse 11 of Gospel of John chapter 18 is where we are, where he told Peter, put up thy sword into the, into the sheet. The cup which my father has given me shall I not drink it. Now, Apostle John didn't mention that the Lord Jesus healed that man. But he didn't go any further with that. But I think it was Luke said, the Lord Jesus Christ touched the ear of that man and the man was healed. So all of those are pointing to the same thing we are seeing. Verse 2 said, Then the band and the captain and officers of the Jews took Jesus and bound him and led him away to Annas first, for his father-in-law to Caiaphas, which was the high priest that same year. Now, we, according to what we read, it looked like during that time, they rotate the priesthood, the high priesthood, because of the whatever was their political issue. So one will be priest for this year, maybe another one will be the high priest for this year, another one will be high priest for another year in that same family. So according to this one, he said, they led him away to Annas first, for he was father-in-law to Caiaphas. Caiaphas was the high priest that same year, which means Caiaphas was the current high priest. But who was Annas? Annas was... Uh, the father-in-law in, 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 in a elderly family. The father-in-law is also part of the sons of Aaron, you know, descendants of Aaron. So, so that was how things were organized in that generation. Verse 14 says, Now Caiaphas was he which gave counsel to the Jews that it was expedient that one man should die for the people. One false prophecy that uh, Caiaphas gave made them say they have to kill this Jesus because he has to die for the people so that the nation does not get destroyed by Roman Empire. He didn't know how close he was prophesying, but they were interpreting their prophecy to fit their desire. Sometimes people do that, they prophesy, and they, instead of knowing, even if the prophecy, even if the prophecy was from God, people can misinterpret it. That's something about prophecy. And people always misinterpret prophecies to suit them, to suit what they want. Think, for example, if somebody prophesied that this man is going to be the president in this election, okay? that prophecy that was if that if it was given in a particular country, people that wanted the man to be president will be working it out to make it happen. No, sir. That is what normally will happen. And that is what the Caiaphas was trying to know that oh, this man needs to be killed. He, because he prophesied that this man is going to is going to is going to gather all the Jews that are scattered, and if you don't kill him, it's going to the, 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 the nation is going to revolt against. Him. So all of those things he said in his prophecy look like it's a false prophecy or misinterpreted prophecy. He misinterpreted to say you need to kill this man that is calling himself Christ. Now, verse fourteen is what we just read. Verse fifteen, and Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple. That disciple was known unto the high priest and went in with Jesus into the palace of the high priest. Now, take note of that. Simon Peter was saying, if, according to I think Mark said, for, he followed at, at, at far off to want to see the end. Yeah, I think it was Mark that reported that he didn't say another disciple followed him. But John said, another disciple followed them into the high priest's house. But he said that disciple was known by the high priest, which means these people are not strangers. And that's whoever disciple was, 
was no stranger to the high priest's palace. He knew Mark Marcos was the one that his ear was cut off. He knew the lady, and he was going to tell us right now that he was the one that even allowed the Peter to be let in. Here is what he said in verse 16. See, but Peter stood at the door without, because Peter was from Galilee, not familiar with this palace, and not, uh, not sure whether he would be let in, so he stayed outside. But this man went with them into the palace. This disciple that was known to the high priest and went in with Jesus into the palace of the high priest. But verse 6 said, Peter stood at the door without. Then went out that other disciple which was known unto the high priest and spake unto her that kept the door and brought him Peter. Now you wonder about that. This is about 12 midnight. That's what we assume. It's getting late in the night, about 11, 12 midnight. Because they just ate dinner went to the garden and these people came in the dead of night to arrest him that was the that was what uh, they were planning so that there will be no crowd to resist okay but look at what happened here a, 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 a lady was still keeping the door at midnight around that so you wonder what kind of a society was going on that where it was a maiden that was keeping the door of the palace the soldiers were coming in and out and they so you see, I was thinking about May 12 midnight. If anybody is seen walking at all, it will be they'll put some some men there, you know. So maybe they're keeping the door. See, he speak unto her that kept the door and brought in Peter. Verse 17. Then said the damsel that kept the door unto Peter, Art not thou also one of this man's disciples? So that damsel, when you say damsel, maybe 12, 13 year old or 14 year old, some they're not a woman, but the damsel they call her. So they are maybe they are really, it's really they, they are not they are just almost like when you get to the the time where when uh, Peter was in the book of House of Apostles, Peter came and was released from from the prison and he went to look for where he go and he got to the place where the brethren are praying at midnight or two a.m. whatever time they are praying, and he ran knock on the door. He said, "What who came?" The damsel. Mostly, some of these are servants, some of these are slaves, and they were the one, the damsel or something, a grown woman that is married, maybe just 18, 17, 15, or even 13 years old. But most of them are slaves, so they were the one that will go and ring, open the door, close the door. That's what this also was in the high priest's house. So they say a damsel was keeping the door also in this uh, palace of the high priest. But she went when 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 this disciple told the damsel to let peter in that he is uh, my friend or something like that that damsel knew this man that was the disciple that was already known by ipis so the ipis know that this man was the disciple and they were trying to say we want to protect our people this man is disciple is deceiving you guys so that is what uh, what uh, the parents have in their mind that uh, they, they need to stop jesus it's not only that they, they think he's a uh, is deceiving the nation. They look at somebody like this, 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 this disciple that look like they know him. That oh, you guys are following this wrong, this fellow. It's not you should you should follow him. So they thought they were trying to protect themselves or protect their own uh, relative from following Jesus, and they wanted to kill him. Now look at this. And the damsel heard what the this disciple said. Say, Art not thou also one of this man's disciples? More or less, just confirming what this uh, disciple said. And Peter was already afraid. He said, I'm not. Or he was already 
designed to dissociate himself from, from Jesus. This is the work of the devil. The devil walked in the mind of people. While they were coming, the devil could have been whispering thoughts into the mind of Peter. Thinking, where you see? Where you see? Where you see? Where you see? Are you still following this man? That was what the devil did over and over to many people. Even tried to do it against me. Like, why are you still, you still love this Jesus? I said, yeah, I love him. You have to say it out. I still love him. I'm ready to live my life. Uh, Peter was not having the Holy Ghost at this time. But we have the Holy Spirit, so we should be able to stand. But see, Peter was more or less bombarded by thoughts. The devil have whispered to him as they are coming, as they are coming, he was regretting or wondering of a city of fire. And well, if they find out you are one of them, they may arrest you too. So when the lady said, ah, you are, are you not one of them? He said, I'm not. He was already dissociating himself from the situation. Verse 18. And the servants and officers stood there who had made a fire of coals, for it was cold, and they warmed themselves. And Peter stood with them and warmed himself. He was just standing around trying to see what would be the result of this thing. Verse 19 said, The high priest then asked Jesus of his disciples and of his doctrine. Jesus answered him, I speak openly to the world I ever taught in the, thing, in the synagogue and in the temple, whether the Jews always resort. And in secret have I said nothing. Why ask thou me? Ask them which heard me. What I have said unto them. Behold, they know what I said. And when he had thus spoken, one of the officers which stood by struck Jesus with the palm of his hand, saying, Answerest thou the high priest so? That's how some people put themselves ahead of uh, as if they are the one that must enforce the, the, the law. And so, so that one just slapped, slapped Jesus in the hand and said, you, you dare to answer the high priest like that? And Jesus answered him. If I have spoken evil, be a witness of the evil. But if where, why spite it on me? Now, see, the Lord was already giving, gave us, put aside his power. Because this fellow that smote him would have fallen down there. If the Lord had said, How dare you be, fall down there? The man would have fallen down. Angel could have struck that man. Because I was in a place where I was passing by. And the angel was and I know, the angel was with us. The Bible said the angel of, of, of God encamped about the fear of delivering them. And I went to a place where some people tried to man undo me because I was preaching the word of God to them. And they pushed me out of the uh, door like this. I almost fell down on my bottom outside. And the fellow that pushed me out of the door like that, in that anger, angry response to the fact that I was what I was preaching to them, they don't want it. That fellow fainted. Inside the house, he just fainted. And they said, well, What did I do to him? What did I do to him? The man is fainting. I didn't do anything to him. I just knew that after I thought about it, the angel of the Lord could have touched that man. Touch not my anointing. How much more the Messiah himself? So the Lord has put all his angels to say, Don't do anything. He has said, I can call angels to stop this thing. No, he doesn't want to. It is that is how it has been ordained. If God can just uh, use uh, a, a angel to make somebody faint, this man that slapped the logical could have just fallen down there if he wants to. The Lord just spoke and said, Why spite it out me? Have I said anything evil? As the mercy and kindness and the gentleness of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 24. Verse 24. Now Annas had sent him bound unto Caiaphas, the high priest. And Simon Peter stood and warmed himself. So they said therefore unto him, I mean, you put that to our world, standing around with Simon Peter, 
maybe over there is where Jesus Christ was still in, in chains with, before the high priest, and the soldiers are somewhere washing. And Peter was standing with some of them that were warming up and looking at trying to see what's going to be the final result of this. And then they said, they saw Peter and said, Are not that also one of the disciples? They look at him and say, They could recognize him because this is have been doing for the past three and a half years. They're coming back and forth, coming back and forth. So we thought they could recognize him. They already recognized him. Are not that one of the disciples? He denied it and said, I am not. See, he was already, the devil has already walked upon his mind as he was coming to that place that he was dissociating himself from, from the whole story. Now, verse 26 says, One of the servants of the high priest, being his kinsman whose ear Peter cut off, said, Did, I, did not I see thee in the garden with him? He thought they would recognize him because it's night. They say they brought lantern, so they recognize, they know all these people that are following him. They know the artist in a circle that's always there with him. And that man quickly recognized Peter. And he was there when they arrested him. He could have said, You are the one that caught up because there was nothing, no mention of that anymore, because the man's ear was ill anyway. And no mention of that cutting off of the ear. But the apostle John who wrote this and said, This guy that I recognized Peter was a kinsman of the man whom Peter cut his ear off. So which means Whoever he was referring to, if he's not referring to himself as Apostle John, whoever disciple he was referring to knew all these people. He knew the priest, the high priest. The high priest knew him that he was a follower of Jesus. And he was not afraid to come there because he already knew him. So what I always tell people, make yourself known when it comes to gospel. You are in the school. Don't be hiding your religious. It's even better when you they know who you are. They won't invite you to their potluck. They won't invite you to their ungodliness. God, they already know you. Of course, they can persecute you, not that they cannot, but they won't be, they will be avoiding a lot of trouble. But see, that was what this disciple that followed the Lord Jesus Christ into the palace, they already knew him to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. He could have come there and tried to tell them that this is the Messiah. And the high priest said, no, 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 they don't believe it. So that, but they knew he was a disciple. So that's why he could come in and Stay with them, and they are not accusing him. They are one of them because they knew he was one of them. It is Peter that was hiding that they appointed. Oh, you are one of them. And he tried to say, No, he was not. So that was the time. Christ said that he, I saw that they wanted to sneak you because denying Christ is a sin. According to what Christ says, I denied me before me. I will deny him before my father and before the angels. So to deny Christ, but God said, I've already seen this before it happened. So if for Peter, the devil wants that I have prayed for you. That your faith fail not. Because Peter was a vocal, a, a vocal disciple that said, I will lay my life down for you. And he meant it. But when the robber missed the road and the threat came, and he asked not the Holy Ghost by that time, no Holy Spirit, because only, God, only the Holy Spirit can strengthen us to stand. That's why anyone that is listening to this, if you have not been filled with the Holy Spirit, you need to ask Jesus God to fill you with the Holy Spirit. Because that's why Christ said, I will send the Holy Spirit and it will be a witness for me, it will give you power. To be my witness, the power to stand, not ready to, not ready to deny, to lay down your life, even if you have to. So after Peter, if he was filled with the Holy Spirit, he was able to stand even before the priest and the high priest and say, "You crucified him." Somebody that was afraid of the maid before, now he was no more afraid. He said, "You, this Jesus, are you, you crucified? God has made him Lord." And they recognized, "Oh yeah, this is one of the three inner circles." 
when in the just some three days of some day before the crucifixion or the night of the crucifixion, he was afraid. So that's what I'm saying. When you have identified yourself, that's only when the Holy Ghost is in you. You need the baptism of the Holy Spirit to be able to stand. That's what Christ, why Christ given every believer the Holy Ghost. I'm going to continue this because it's a long chapter and perhaps go on from this to the next chapter. But let's stop right now and continue this in the next broadcast because Jesus is telling us stand and don't deny him. If expire after the Holy Ghost has been poured out, we cannot deny Christ. We must stand for him. God bless you.